Welcome to Younger and Older. I'm Dave Wager in the studios of Relate365.com, and once again, we're with our good friend, Nate Brash. If you've been following, and I encourage you to do that, go back to Relate365.com and look for the Younger Older with Dave and Nate, and follow Nate's journey through the stresses and joys of cancer. Um, now, he said stresses and joys. Are there any joys in what's going on right now? Oh, yeah. This is, if people have been listening over the, the last several months, it's uh, it's incredible seeing God work through this and the joys that come with that. People that I've been able to talk with and converse with, is they're encouraged by my wife and my attitude through this. Okay, and, now l- level with us. Are you are you doing okay? Oh yeah, it's a mentally I'm yeah. doing great, but physically I've got the body of probably a seventy year old. Okay, <laughs> careful now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a you know the the fact of you know cancer is it you know it attacks the body. You know, right. I've got cancer through my spine, my hip, liver, uh, by my ilium. So it's, you know, the physical, you know, pains come with that. But, you know, as far as, you know, mentally, you know, it's, I'm great. It's, now, uh, now that's, that alone is a testimony in itself. So if somebody is struggling with some health issues out there or other issues, I encourage you, you know, contact us through Relate365.com and we'll get you in contact with Nate to talk to them about how can you have a good attitude, be joyful, be thankful, and the things that you that have gone on in the last six months. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got diagnosed with cancer. You were here. We had to put you on disability. Now we had to not have you here anymore. Mm-hmm. You weren't fired. It's just Those all, these were all mutual decisions. They were. Of, you know, it's a uh, most of it's I approached you, know, you guys on this stuff and. It's something that just it had to be done. But but and nobody wanted to do any of it. No. And yet, we're all okay. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting because the world today preaches such other oh, yeah. kind of satisfaction that comes when you get your way and the world revolves around you. And really, when you look at it, there's so much that the world doesn't revolve around us in. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, well, we had a storm. Uh, you were, were you up here for the oh, storm? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had to get all the kids up, got them into the basement, and you know, where my house is, uh, we missed that storm by roughly about a mile from you know the really right. bad stuff. Right. So we were pretty fortunate, but uh, that was a that was a bad storm. Yeah. Well, we didn't miss it. Oh no! And, and my, my house was my you house guys was right in the, the heart. middle of it. <laughs> in fact, it's been uh, eight weeks about now, mm-hmm. and I still have the hole in my roof. Uh, my garage is finally repaired. But we're still trying to get a new roof on my house before snow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just yesterday repaired pieces of the driveway after eight weeks that were crushed because the trees came down on them. And as I've told listeners before, it took 100 hours because we tracked it to clean my driveway up. 100 mm-hmm. hours, just the driveway. And that's just one house. That's one house. And Camp owns 100 acres. And then we're right at the edge of the National Forest. Now, well, the only reason I bring that up talking with you is because once again something happened that we were not in control of Mm -hmm. but yet i'm amazed that nothing's different even though everything's different if -hmm. that makes sense i mean nothing's different because our job hasn't changed we're still knowing christ making him known we're still showing the world who he is we're just doing that now through storm cleanup Mm mm-hmm and I look at you and I wonder, is, is that something that you're actually grasping or is that academic to you? I mean, is it your, your job in life, even though you don't work here anymore, 
you have cancer. Everything has been rearranged. But has anything really, really important changed? No. Other than I aged quicker than I thought I would age. (laughs) But your relationship with your family, is that worse or better? Far better. Your relationship with God, worse or better? Far better. Your relationship with other people? Far better. All right. So what's the downside (laughs) of this? There, well, you age quicker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but some people they don't really care if they age quicker, but it's uh, the it brings more perspective when you have those unexpected things come up because it, you're going to realize you're not in control of anything. Right. It's God's in control, and you know He used it to you know this cancer stuff to bring me closer to Him, closer to you know my family closer to other people and the relationships that have developed through it have gotten you know better and better and it gives me a segue to talk to different people about christ right yeah it's uh you know you got stage four cancer and most people when they hear that they go oh you're bad off wow it's like i'm really not that bad off yeah now you you mentioned that actually the important stuff in life relationship with god your your family wife friends is better now let, let's take it to a time where you're precancerous well who knows when you were precancerous but you didn't know about it mm-hmm. anyway and if i if we were to sit and do an interview and i said do you want to have a continuing better relationship with your wife and and it wouldn't be like because you're having troubles it's just do you want to have a better one what would you have said Oh, I would say absolutely. Okay, I, and same with God, same mm-hmm. with your children, same any, with your friends. You know, any honest person, you know, a Christian, yeah, that the answer should be yes on that because you want, you know, the best relationship with your spouse, your children, you know, other people, you know, and more probably you know, God. Right. You want the most out of those relationships. So that's happened, mm-hmm. and you have gone through. A really rough period, both um, physically, mm-hmm. in your job, in a way. Oh yeah. And now with the windstorm and all that other stuff that has come along, so the the price you have paid has been pretty expensive. Oh yeah. So in one way, what I'm thinking is, wow, you're lucky. Not not because of the fact that you're sick, but because while you're alive, Nate, you get to readjust your priorities in life and be able to see what's really important. Mm-hmm. And you've been able to do that. And because of the, the giftedness of cancer, if you want to call it, you have been able to have an impact, I think, a greater impact on your family, on your friends, on the world around you that you could never have before. And God's just readjusting everything in your life in a way that maybe you wouldn't have paid attention to if everything were normal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of truth to that. Yesterday, I had a uh, CT scan, and uh, as I was waiting to get into the back to get uh, my port access where they put the contrast in and right. all, there's a gentleman out there who was suited up in a, uh, stuff that I'm very familiar with what he was you know, getting ready for. His wife was having a C-section and got to talking with him for about 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, the cancer stuff that I have, you know, I had a great segue into talking with him about you know, different, you know, priorities and all. And it's like, I know he wasn't a believer just in talking with him, but the cancer allowed me to talk with him and he knew where I was at. The nurse who accessed my port found out she's a believer. I was able to discuss, you know, 
yeah, I'm 37 years old. I got stage four cancer, but I've seen God work in so many different ways through this. I'm thankful I have it. Right. Because I would have never seen God work in this way before. Right. So if somebody out there is a believer and they have just got diagnosed with cancer, what would you tell them about the next 10 weeks? The the shock is there. You know, it's a, it is a shock. Uh, you know, nobody wants to hear, I have cancer or you have cancer. You know, it's the normal human reaction. And uh, as I always tell people, I don't see how unbelievers go through this. Because, you know, in their world, it just ended. Right. You know, as a believer, you know, we should trust in God. And, you know, both Jenna and our my approach was, all right, God, how are you going to use this? Because we know God doesn't make mistakes. God gave this to us for a reason. So let's use it. And, you know, that's how we've been praying ever since. Okay, now... You say things like that, and I agree 100% with you, and I'm playing the devil's advocate here a little bit. Academically, I think everyone who's a true believer would say that. Mm-hmm. The struggle is between the the saying it yeah. and the living it. Is that oh, yeah. true? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, even before I had cancer, I would have given that same answer. Right. Now I can say I have cancer, and I did do that. And it's uh, it is a tough choice to make. You know, it's, uh, there are daily struggles, you know, and March of this last year was probably the hardest time, you know, through the cancer. That's when I had the fractured vertebrae. Right. I was in severe pain. I, uh, we're hoping to have my wife on, you know, at some point in time on the radio program so that, you know, we can get, you know, her perspective Absolutely. on all this stuff. And, you know, she thought I was going to die, you know, in that just, I, my face was pale, you know, it's could not get comfortable no matter what I did and you know it's a it's not a walk in the park but you know even through that um you know I was still thankful for what I was able to do right which you know I could still somewhat hug my kids and there are people who couldn't do that right and so it's uh it is definitely it's it's not an easy thing to do you know we're you know we're not promised an easy road as a believer and as Americans we think it's easy yeah. You know, I mean, this last uh, month, even for uh, myself, our family has been interesting because we have a, a very dear, my wife has a very dear cousin who has got uh, stage four cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, and it's gone all over now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're working on what they're actually going to do and not going to do and trying mm-hmm. to figure out. Uh, just like you are, they're rejoicing in the Lord. They're thankful for the fact that that God is real and that he loves them. And all of us are reminded of the brevity of this life Mm -hmm. and the permanence of the forever. And anybody who starts investing in just this life is going to be a loser. Oh, yeah, because it does you nothing. No, and you can't control things. Mm -mm. I mean, that storm that came through at Silver Birch Ranch, 20 minutes changed the course of years. Yep. Years, not just a uh, thirty-six out of sixty buildings were damaged. Mm-hmm. Well, and just the the terrain. You go and drive through the the Nicolay National Forest areas where there were trees. It's a field. Yep, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, well, I've enjoyed uh, dumping wood over at your house. So uh, <laughs> when you were away, I was over there at play. I was I was dumping wood. So when you came back, you had all these piles you had to deal mm-hmm. with. 
Uh, well, that, that was a huge blessing. It's that we weren't really planning on doing much, you know, burning this year just because, you know, with my physical state, it's hard to, right. you know, get wood. But, you know, it was a huge, the storm was a blessing because I was able to benefit by getting some well, firewood. Th- there's plenty of wood. And oh. I think uh, there's, there's a schedule <laughs> there's no for some students to come over and wood. help you <laughs> split it and stack it. And, um, you know, I think, though, you got to keep reminding them if they do that to cut it into small logs. Uh, because you have young kids and your wife, and um, I call them. My wife's name's Linda. I call them Linda logs. <laughs> you know, when I when I, when we were younger, I used to to take these massive logs. The bigger, the better, because I was heating my house with uh, a um, uh, water. You mm-hmm. know, with with hyd- what, what do they call that hydroponic or whatever, whatever it is, uh, boiler system. Boilers. Yeah, there you go. And so I'm I'm heating it with a boiler and. All night, I you know, I'd love to throw a huge oak in there and just let it. Oh yeah, because it all lasts forever. But then my wife would have trouble sometimes picking it up, you know, and throwing it in the furnace. And I thought, okay. So then I used to have a pile of what I called Linda logs, <laughs> so that if I'm not doing the fire, she could do the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was selfish. I liked doing the fire. So uh, that was one of the the hardest things you know, this past year because I, I like maintaining the fire. It's a uh, it a fun thing to do and you know each wood burner anybody that burns wood knows that each furnace has their own yep. idiosyncrasies and you know it took us you know a couple of years to figure ours out at our house and yep. you know there's a science behind it and it's fun and it saves you a ton of money oh yeah and yeah it's so uh, you know some of that transition to my wife doing right so I'm yeah this you know whole last year you know some of the stuff that I was doing I'm teaching my wife how to do some of this and yeah uh, but you know she she actually does pretty good throwing big pieces of logs in. She, yeah, well, good for her. Yeah, yeah, she likes getting out with the chainsaw, cutting, and you know she enjoys you know a lot of that outdoor stuff, which yeah. is she's in a great place for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, Linda does too, and she'll help me stack wood and that kind of thing. But now I'm just using um, wood stoves and fireplaces, and actually all my wood is Linda logs now because my shoulders <laughs> hurt and my <laughs> hips hurt, and I'm I'm thinking why do I need big logs anymore? I'm just gonna <laughs> you know split them to where they're they're light. Uh, the interesting thing is, though, is we, we get to watch the body of Christ rally around you, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I was dumping wood off there, I thought, oh, what a privilege. I mean, you get to go and take dump truck loads of oak and mm-hmm. basically dump them in your yard. And and basically, then I think we have the students scheduled at some point to come over and help. And you yeah. probably have friends coming over and help and mm-hmm. family. And eventually, we'll get that done. And that's not a government project. No. That's a love project from people who care for you, and that's just the way it should be. Well, that's it's been one of the hardest things for me to learn to accept. Right. Yeah, I was always one of the first people to offer. Yeah, I'm willing to help you out with stuff, and yeah, you know, just like when that storm came through, it was very hard, you know, swinging by camp and seeing the destruction. Right. And not being able to physically get out there and help. Yeah. Now, why and, is that hard for men to do? Why is it, it and not all men, I know, but. It, it is extremely difficult for me too to ask for help. It, pride, yeah, probably. And it's a. I think it's just men in general. We don't like to ask for help. Yeah. Or and we don't like to accept it. But it's one of the things I've learned that I would have never learned in any other way. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh. And I understand because I enjoy helping people. Yep. And there's great joy that people get in doing that. Yeah. Well, I think some of us struggle with pride worse than others. I remember as a kid, I was uh, I was in a wheelchair for a while, um, and I really didn't want people's help. I wanted to do it on my own, mm-hmm. and I think I still have that in my heart. 
I, I still don't want somebody's help. I want to do it on my own. Because I think there was a time in my life where I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm, there's joy in doing it. I think to a certain degree that attitude is a, it's a good attitude to have because people take advantage of other people. Yeah. And it is, but it's also a difficult one if yep. somebody loves you and wants to help you. Yeah. Because you turn down their love. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everybody shows their, their love differently. Um, some, you know, do it verbally. Some, you know, I'm a, I want to make somebody, I want to solve a problem and make somebody successful. That's how I show my love. I don't, you know, I'm, so if I could dump wood at your house and I could do this and I could do, I, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's how I live. But uh, I had some guys recently want to help me with something and I kept saying no. And finally, one of them said, why do you keep, why do you keep stopping us from doing something we want to do? I mean, it's not like you've manipulated us. It's not like you've asked us to do anything. In fact, every time we want to do something, you make it hard. <laughs> well, I, I, some of it comes from, I think, the wheelchair days. I think some of it comes from the fact that I'm in charge of a ministry, and I've seen a lot of ministry leaders abuse their position where, where they just take from people for themselves, and, mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to do that. So, you know, I might be, the pendulum might swing too much where mm-hmm. you, you don't. Um, however, in your life right now, I think not only are you personally able to talk about the mercy of God, the grace of God, the sustaining power of God, but we're able to see the body at work, and it's not the government at work. Uh, we've talked about the government. They're a pain. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, was before we got on the program, uh, you know, going through applying for different benefits, it's uh it's a nightmare going through some of these hoops. It's as I tell people, it's far easier just to have a full time job and work. Yeah, because there's so many different things you have to track, you have to do. It's a, uh, I, I don't see why people want to willingly go onto the system and stay there. Yeah, the government's a nightmare. But I'm, you know, I'm very grateful that that system is there because it would be very difficult for my family right yep. now if it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I when uh, there was a television crew that came out to try and interview us for the storm and um just for the record everything i said got cut uh, it, <laughs> did you say god too many times no you know <laughs> no actually uh jason was the star of it he's our program guy and he said god quite a bit but what i did was basically say you know what i think washington dc needs to come here and see how it works because we can actually get <laughs> something done and as soon as i said that that was the well then i ended with Let's make camp great again, you know. <laughs> and so I think I was talking to a liberal television crew, and I think that was the end of my interview at that point. That would have been great if that made it on. <laughs> well, uh, you could tell Jason and, and um, I think Brad were there, and they were rolling their eyes like, uh-oh, there we go. That, Dave's on a roll. Yeah, that, that's getting cut, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But the truth of the matter was this. We had a um, such a disaster here. Like I said, sixty buildings, six mm-hmm. or thirty some buildings hurt. We couldn't get around. Trees all over the place. I mean, we were told that the conservative estimate for opening would be nine months and two weeks and eleven days. Yeah, we were able to open. It's absolutely incredible. And when you stand back and see the body of Christ, how they responded, mm-hmm. how people came up with equipment, came up with their chainsaws, came up. I mean, yes, we had to we had to put out a lot of resources to rent this equipment, rent that equipment, but in eleven days we were able to open up. Well, and it's even more amazing. Nobody was hurt. Right. There was no injuries with all those chainsaws, and it's you know, 
it's amazing seeing God work like and that. And the funny thing is, the government was so overwhelmed with this emergency, they had to stay out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the, the only thing that was happening was somebody was handing out water from the government somewhere. Yeah. But the, the bottom line really is, you know what? When something needs to be done, it can be done. Mm-hmm. Without all of the red tape and regulations, when somebody needs help, the people that are listening to us today, I'm just encouraging them. If somebody needs help, go help them. Don't wait for the government to do it. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Go, go give them a hand. You see mm-hmm. somebody who is in Nate's condition, that they would benefit from heating their house with wood. Go help them split it into Linda logs and put it somewhere where they can get it. You know, and it, it's an easy thing to do. I, I might have made a mistake, though. Uh, I think I got yelled at by one of your neighbors by going too fast. Uh, but other, <laughs> uh, other than that, I think it worked out just fine. Because I was in a hurry. I was trying to get as many dump truck loads over there as I could. I was the driver, and the kids mm-hmm. were. Yeah, you know, we were uh, out in the middle of the woods. So yeah, I was they trying play to get, in the, that corner there. And, yeah. yeah. But uh, So I probably um, should get a speeding ticket or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but in the process, uh, you were gone. Uh, tell us about that. Somebody sent you somewhere? Yeah, uh, most people are familiar with Make-A-Wish Foundation, yep. uh, the place called the Dream Foundation. Uh, they cater towards families and uh, older people, I would say uh, adults, not right. old people. Uh, and uh, one of the nurses at the cancer center uh, sponsored us. Uh, we had no idea that they were doing this. They filled out an application or got an application rolling, and uh, we had to officially fill it out. They were originally going to surprise us, you know, with this, but apparently HIPAA gets in the way of that. Of course. So, um, but, uh, so we get everything filled out and, you know, early in the summer, uh, we'd submitted everything and, um, you know, as I was going through radiation treatment, I would, you know, occasionally pray and he's like, you know, God, if, you know, this works out, you know, this would be great. If not, you know, I hope this, you know, gift goes to somebody who really, you know, wants it. Right. You know, one of the, you know, all of a sudden, you know, after I pray that I get done with radiation, I got a phone call saying that you've been approved and your application is going forward. So, uh, we were sent or we were able to pick where we wanted to go and we chose to go to the Grand Canyon. Oh, fun. And it's, uh, if you've never been there, I highly encourage everybody to make a trip to the Grand Canyon. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's, you see that and you can't, deny the fact that there is a creator it is absolutely beautiful but as you know we're kind of planning this trip out you know our kids like to be outside they kind of like you know being in nature and we're kind of thinking you know where's some place where we can go where it's you know nature something they haven't seen and like well grand canyon kind of fits that because you know we fly into phoenix you see cactus Uh, we actually spent two days in phoenix with my aunt and uncle down there uh, which was really cool but it's uh you know, it was an absolute blessing to be able to take that trip. Right. It's there's no way we would have ever been able to afford to do that, and you know, basically everything was covered by donors, and wow. uh, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, the kids enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, they keep asking, "When are we going to go back? When are we going to go back?" Yeah, you know, going back to what I was talking about, people helping you, even God doing things on your behalf. I still don't. You know, I still have a hard time personally realizing that sometimes God wants to give us above and beyond what we need. Mm-hmm. Just like we as parents want to give 
people above and beyond. Now, you might, our listeners might be thinking, well, why doesn't he just stop the cancer then? That's not what I'm talking about. But do you feel like you've been given above and beyond? Oh, yeah. Uh, that trip was above and beyond what I would have ever imagined. Right. You know, it's, uh, you know, the premise of them doing, you know, stuff like this is to give kind of a distraction to right. the stresses of the cancer, which it was very good because, you know, Right now, my kids, they know it's like I'm going to the doctor all the time. You know, I, after I get a chemo treatment, you know, I come back, I've got a portable pump on. Right. You know, they, they know I'm sick. Right. And so it's kind of nice, you know, through the cancer stuff here, you know, if I turn for the worse in a couple of months, they've got a memory now of their dad. Right. Of a nice trip. Right. Through the cancer stuff, and I imagine you were able to take some pictures and that oh, kind yeah. of thing while you were there. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you. Saw, there was some on social media, so it looked like you had a good time. Oh yeah, and and that was, I think that was good for all of us to see. Um, and that's, I think, one of the things that all Christians need to adjust to. I know that God promises to meet our needs, and I could sit here with you today, you know, Nate, and promise you that God will meet your needs. That doesn't mean He's going to cure your cancer. And it also doesn't mean that in the journey of this life that he doesn't give us, within the context of the journey, cancer and everything, above and beyond what we could ever imagine. Well, he's already given me above and beyond. Exactly. I mean, the it fact is. that you can sit here and talk about that you love your wife and your kids, how many families are just torn apart? Oh, yeah. Well, that going back to filling out government stuff, the questions that they ask is, it's sad because they're designed for broken families. Right. And, you know, it's, they ask questions of, you know, is this your biological kid? Is it, and as you're answering these questions, it's, it's heart wrenching because it's, you know, the breakdown in family is, it's out there and it's prevalent. And, you know, our family, I believe is far stronger today going through what I'm going through. Yep. You know, it's interesting to watch how complicated things have become in the in the world that we live in and as they become complicated people become confused Mm -hmm. and so there there are people today that say well if god is loving how come i have cancer i would say they're confused Mm -hmm. on what love is everybody that's listening to this podcast will die of something Mm -hmm. i don't know what you're going to get hit by a truck you're going to die of old age you're going to die of parkinson's alzheimer's cancer (laughs) whatever yeah something is going to kill every single one of us that's walking the planet now i'm really glad that god didn't give me that assignment and how people are going to leave um because i would tough one (laughs) i would never have a good timing for that one (laughs) you know it'd be like well Nate Brash has to leave. Well, let me see. When shall I say goodbye to him? When can I have him leave his wife? When can I have him leave? If anyone thinks that's an easy job, I'm sure it's not. And the only one that can handle that right is God. Mm-hmm. And the only one that can handle um, allowing you to go through it right is God. So at the end of this segment, we're going to do another one in a moment, but In the end of this segment, I want to encourage those that are listening that don't know God. You need to know him or you will not be able to handle the storms of this life, the cancers of this life, the U-turns of this life that you're not expecting. And I want to invite you to contact us at Relate365.com and start a dialogue. And we can get you in touch with Nate and he would be glad to talk to you. This has been Dave with Nate on Younger Older. 
from Relate365.com. See you next time.